In this episode of Monday Moments, we're talking about how to be a temple. So sit back, stay tuned for more. Hey there, welcome to another episode of Monday Moments, the show in which we take a deeper dive into Sunday Sermon. With me today is Pastor James. We're continuing our series in Out of Exile, a study in the books of uh, Ezra and Nehemiah. And before we get too much further into our conversation today, I just want to apologize for missing out on last week's episode. We had a number of schedule shiftings going on. We couldn't quite make everything line up, and so we missed last week. And so we apologize for not getting one out uh, this last week. But... Uh, we do have an exciting episode to talk about today, yeah. uh, one that I was um, gave me a lot of thought, so I'm excited. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Yeah. Um, you kind of started by carrying on um, from your dad's message the previous Sunday, which was mm-hmm. talking all about what worship at the temple looked like mm-hmm. in the Old Testament, all of yeah. the sacrifices that had to happen and, and the things that were <clears throat> instructed by the Lord through Moses and how that was really a foreshadowing of Jesus. Yeah. And you carry that on in this idea of what it looks like for new beginnings to happen. And it all has to start at the cross. And I thought that was really good. And yeah. uh, personally, I've been reading in Leviticus and Numbers two books that I previously thought were really um, uh, daunting because I thought, oh, this is just going to be a bunch of written rules and regulations and literally just numbers and genealogies. But there's really a lot of richness there if we take the time to go back and read that. And you even kind of uh, briefly referenced that this Sunday, talking Mm -hmm. about the Israelites uh, rebuilt the temple according to the word of the Lord through Moses. And and in Leviticus and Numbers, that's when we get that first account. And so um, there's a lot of richness to unpack. What I really wanted to ask about was kind of bringing it into our sort of New Testament, New Covenant, you know, relationship with Jesus um, perspective in that we don't have a physical temple like the Jews did um, back then. We now, like our bodies are the temple. The Bible Mm -hmm. says our body is a temple of the Holy Spirit and the Lord lives within us, Mm -hmm. um, which is this great um, truth, but it's also this great mystery. And I think there's a lot to sort of unpack and unpackage. And it's funny because uh, when I first think about our bodies as temples, my mind immediately goes to like the really obvious surface level things like after church on Sunday, as I'm eating my double meat <laughs> Whataburger with grilled onions and jalapenos and honey barbecue sauce, like, oh yeah, my body's a temple of the Holy Spirit. What am I doing to it? But I think there's there's so much more nuance and layers yeah. to this this truth and this reality of our bodies being <clears throat> temples of the Holy Spirit. And so uh, just in in starting, what does it look like uh, or what could it look like when we don't prioritize it? And let me just kind of break down when I say prioritize. The thing that you mentioned and, and highlighted in your message was that the Israelites didn't start rebuilding Jerusalem by getting their finances in order Mm. first or their military in order first or their political structure or social structure or anything. Like they started with the temple, the place where God's presence dwelt. And that was the priority for them. And so when I say prioritize the temple, that's kind of what I'm referring to is that was was of utmost importance for the Jews. Yeah, I think that that... um, I, I think that that's a really good connection because the first thing that they got 
that they got in order was their worship. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, the, the temple for those Israelites was the, the place that they met God. It was the place that they interacted with his presence. And, and in doing that, um, you know, the way that they did that was they did that through their worship of him. And, you know, so when we, when we talk about what does that look like, I think that the place that we begin is, well, what does our worship look like? Yeah. Um, are, are we committed to our worship of him? And um, this understanding that, you know, in, in the Old Testament, the temple was where, uh, you know, it was the, the physical building, but the place where God's presence was, understanding that, that his presence now resides in us. Um, does my life mm-hmm. honor the presence of the Lord in it? You know, is, is, is my life or my decisions being directed by um, by his his presence and and, and preserving that yeah. holiness yeah. Uh, within it. So yeah, and I think in in our again kind of New Testament and Western <clears throat> mindset, I think that idea and and the word holy and holiness kind mm-hmm. of loses some of its weight. Yeah, and when we really stop and think about our body is meant to be holy, set apart, and especially when you go through and you read you know, the, the Mosaic law and, and you know, the the, um, the instructions for Levites, for priests, mm-hmm. for worship, and how everything was dedicated, set apart as holy. And there was yeah. so much um, order and structure around these things because it was important, not because yeah. God was interested in a bunch of, you know, arbitrary rules and regulations, but it was very, very important. And so, you know, I think of, you know, how often do we at the very least, just treat things as ordinary mm. when it should be holy, you know, like, yeah. um, and, and I can't, I can't think of the reference right now, but, you know, we talk about avoiding rushing into the presence of God, mm-hmm. right? And, and having that reverence to slow down. And yet so often we rush through our lives, we rush through our days. Um, I know I'm guilty of, you know, turning on my Bible app and listening mm-hmm. to the, the Bible audio as I'm multitasking and getting ready for the day and not really slowing down enough yeah. to really allow the Lord's presence yeah. to just fill me, to um, transform my mind, you know, for the Lord to do whatever work it is He's wanting to do. And I think the other side of that is how are we maybe failing when it comes to what comes out of us? Yeah. And how does that maybe, you know, not treat and revere our bodies as holy temples? Yeah, I think that, you know, one of the things that I said yesterday um, was, like, part of the, obviously, the, the overall purpose for going to Jerusalem was to rebuild the temple. Yeah. Like, that was what Zerubbabel and Jeshua, like, that was in their heart. They were, the Lord was calling them to rebuild um, the temple. But one of the things that I drew um, attention to, and 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 I think it was, I, I think maybe it had more significance than I gave it, mm-hmm. um, because I was trying to kind of capture the whole picture of what yeah. was going on there. Um, but this idea that said, and they they immediately built the altar because they were in fear of the peoples, mm-hmm. uh, the people that were around them, yeah. and and I think that there was a there's a significant moment in that in that their response to trouble and difficulty was not to try to put together a plan 
or an, an army or um, devise a strategy to tackle this, their response to that was worship. Yeah. It was sacrifice. Yeah. It was to mm. come back and to reestablish a place for the Lord. And one of the things that I said yesterday about that is that we should never fight a battle that we haven't first fought on our knees. Yeah. Um, yeah. And really going to prayer, and I think that I think that sometimes the reasons that we that we rush in and we rush out is because if we if we didn't rush in and rush out, it would disrupt our plans. Yeah, and and we oftentimes have have this idea as to how the Lord is going to handle this or how we're going to handle this, yeah. and so we kind of go in and we ask for His covering, we ask for His blessing mm-hmm. over what we bring Him, instead of instead of trusting his process and his timing and just coming before him and saying, Lord, there's a lot of trouble out there. Yeah. We are going to slow down and seek you right yeah. now. Yeah. We're, we're going to we're going to direct our, our focus. We're going to direct our worship to you and really allow you right now. Israel was so convinced that if they would give place for the presence of the Lord that his presence would take care of their problems. Yeah. And and so this this tendency I think a lot of times to rush in and to rush out has more to do with with our priorities. Yeah. And with our um, thoughts on how to handle this yeah. instead of really looking at it and going, Lord, we need you to move yeah. in this way. Yeah. And, uh, you know, someone once said to me, if we order our private life, mm-hmm. our public life will follow. Yeah. And I've always yeah. thought that that's, you know, really good advice. And, you know, uh, Jesus said, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all yeah. of these things will be added to you. And I think that, you know, obviously we know God doesn't mince words. He doesn't yeah. choose words arbitrarily. So when Jesus is saying, seek first the yeah. kingdom, I yeah. mean, he really means first. Yeah. And, and he was responding to, he was responding to physical problems. Yeah. I mean, he yeah. was, they were, they were bringing their physical problems. Yeah. And, we have needs. And Jesus says, look, if you will seek the kingdom yeah. first above all else, all, all of these other things will be taken care of. And I think that it's important, like the way that the Lord takes care of those things mm-hmm. is by is by giving them the appropriate priority. Yeah. Sometimes I prioritize things in my life mm-hmm. that are that are probably over prioritized. Sure. They they shouldn't be as big as a yeah. priority. And so I think that sometimes we feel like we need this solution. We need this outcome. We need this to be done this way. And the Lord is like, you know, if you would seek me, mm-hmm. you would see that this is not, you're giving this too much emotional energy. Yeah. You're giving this too yeah. much significance yeah. in your life. There's more, there's things that are more important. And so when we slow that down, um, you know, I think about in my own life, how often I feel like I'm in a hurry or like I'm being yeah. rushed. I don't see a single moment in scripture where God was ever hurried. Yeah. Yeah. Or where Jesus was rushed. In fact, to my to 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 my life, it oftentimes feels like he's he's kind of lollygagging. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. You know, I I it feels in some ways like I'm when I'm trying to rush my kids out the door yes. and they're just like kind of moping along. And yet, yes. and yet I yes. know <laughs> I know perfectly that 
his his timing is perfect, which yeah. which tells me that me slowing down to wait for him is is really me submitting to his will yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, and you know, Jesus was very clear when he said, you know, the Father knows that you need these things, food, yeah. Yeah. clothing, shelter, you know, all these basic necessities. And God knew that the Israelites needed things like, you know, walls to protect them from yeah. invading, you know, armies or potential threats from the outside. They needed homes to build. Like God yeah. knew that they needed those things and yet they chose, the Israelites chose to trust God enough that, you know what, these things are going to get taken care of if we will just seek God first. And I think the temptation for us, and one of the reasons that we have um, one of our, you know, core values, non-negotiables, is the temptation is to seek God's hand and not slow down enough to really know his heart. And God says, no, if you will seek me and know my heart, all of these things will be yeah. taken care of. I will yeah. take care of these things. If if someone is, you know, had listened to your message on Sunday uh, or is watching this this video or listening to this podcast and they're saying, I see, I, I know that I need to reprioritize my life, mm-hmm. but I don't know where to start. Yeah. How would you encourage someone to say, how here's how you can begin today to reprioritize your life and make your body that that really holy set apart temple yeah i think that the tendency is that we're drawn to task like we're yeah. we're going to sit here and say well i need to cut this out i need to do this and and yeah. all of those things may be very true yeah um but the the reality is is that we 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 kind of want this checklist of like if i do these things yep. if i cut this out of my life yep. it's if in in I, I want to be careful how I say it because, again, those things are really important. But we're we're kind of drawn to the the legalism side of those sure. things sometimes, yep. um, in in a way that says, if I just do all of these things or or don't do these things, then then I'll have this. And the reality is, is that God is not so much um, concerned. Um, and again, I preface this: yeah. He's more concerned with our heart than our behavior. Yeah. Um, and I I say that this way. It's, it's not that our behavior is not important, right? but if we really allow him to have our heart, it will change our behavior. Yeah. But I think the problem is, is that sometimes we, we try to change our behavior without allowing God to change our heart. Yeah. Um, I said a couple of weeks ago when we were talking about giving, I'm like, I, I jokingly said if, you know, if, if I was a good if I was a good evangelist, I'd, I'd take up an offering yeah. right now. Um, yeah. You know, but but part of it is this: like, I really believe that if we just if we just try to change our behavior, right. it doesn't guarantee that it's going to change our heart. And these issues are really hard issues. I do know this though: if I allow God to change my heart, it absolutely will change my behavior, absolutely. change the way that I respond. And so, when we look at these things, like, where do we begin with this? Um, David says. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Yeah. Um, for us, I believe that worship really begins in that innermost place that just says, Lord, yeah. I really in everything I want to commit my heart to you. Yeah. Um, I believe that the Lord honors that request. Yeah. And, and I believe that that's really for us where worship must begin. It must begin um, in the heart. And if it begins there, it will begin to permeate every other part of our life. Yeah. And I th- it reminds me of 
something that Jesus said that I think kind of gets um, miscommunicated or maybe misunderstood mm. when he was talking to the disciples and he said, if you love me, you'll obey my commandments, yeah. you know, <laughs> and we often think, you know, you, you know, where this is going yeah. is yeah. we think of, you know, the scolding Jesus says, if you, yeah, love, if me, you love me, you'll obey yeah. my commandments. And it's like, well, hold on, let's kind of flip the script a yeah. little bit and says, no, if you just when love you just me. change the emphasis. Yeah. yeah. If yeah. you just love me, focus on yeah. that. Yeah. You'll, you'll obey my commands. And, yeah. and I think it's interesting kind of bringing it bringing that into the context of our bodies as temples in which we worship the Lord and the glory and presence of the Lord dwells when Jesus says, love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, body, strength. And it's like, wow, there's just so much symbolism that that becomes, it it, kind of takes the the black and white of the Bible and it brings all of this color to it. And it's like, man, there's just so much depth and goodness and like you said, it really starts with our relationship with the Lord. And yeah. I can think of times in my own life where I would just have these honest prayers with the Lord and say, God, I want to want this. Yeah. I want to yeah. want to do this or to think this way or to feel it or you know, fill in the blank. And just like you said, I really believe that God honors that. Yeah. When we pray those honest prayers and we just say, God, I want to love you like this or I want yeah. to change this. Will you help me or will you change this in me? I mean... I think that is what God's after. Yeah. Um, you know, I was reading in Psalms today, uh, David's crying out to the Lord and says, you know, sacrifices you don't desire, what you desire is a broken and contrite heart. Mm-hmm. You won't despise yeah. it. You won't reject it. You know, sacrifices of thanks. Yeah. Um, and that's ultimately what God's after is our heart. And yeah. he wants us to be after his heart. Yeah. So like yeah. I said, there's just, there's so much good stuff. And, uh, you know, I wish we could always yeah. know, dive yeah. <laughs> into the more of the nitty gritty. Cause there's, again, if we, the minutia, yeah, if we look yeah. into it, there's so much anyways. So, but we don't have time. Thank you for taking some time out of your yeah. day to, to dive into this. And thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Monday Moments. If this is your first time uh, watching this or listening to this, um, please consider hitting the subscribe button and a little bell icon next to it to be notified anytime fresh content is posted we love to continue to bring content like this to you and if you got something out of this let us know Uh, drop a comment send us a message Uh, we would love to hear from you thank you so much again for watching another episode of Monday Moments and we will see you next week